Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, October 19th. Donald Trump tearing into Anthony Fauci just 15 days before Election Day. We'll discuss that. Plus, is there a deal in the making between Pelosi, the White House, and Senate Republicans? An update on the stimulus. And finally, those bonkers early voting numbers in the key battleground of Florida. In no political laboratory would you design a closing message for the president of the United States, who is currently losing his reelection effort to former Vice President Joe Biden, to come through with a message that is about dismissing the coronavirus and calling Dr. Anthony Fauci the most trusted individual in America on the coronavirus as a, quote, disaster. There's just not a political professional who would ever say, here you go, Mr. President, this is what you should be doing in your final 15 days of the campaign. Here's your message. But that is precisely what Donald Trump was saying today on a campaign conference call. Our CNN colleague, Caitlin Collins, was reporting that on this call to campaign staff, President Trump said that Dr. Fauci is a, quote, disaster and that he's been around for, quote, 500 years. Fauci's a nice guy. He's been here for 500 years. But Fauci's a disaster. I mean, this guy, if I listened to him, we'd have 500,000 deaths. Donald Trump anticipated that there would be reporters on the calls. He said, if there's a reporter on, you can have it just the way I said it. I couldn't care less. It is this approach to the pandemic, this dismissing of it, the dismissing of the science and the personal insults to professionals like Dr. Fauci, who are leading the charge against it for the United States. This is what is causing Donald Trump to lose the election right now. This is why his next 15 days is about trying to upend the way things are right now. And yet he's quadrupling down on it on this call to campaign staff. It is mind-boggling, and it is really alarming for Republicans who are on the ballot with him, which is why we are starting to see some Republicans making some distance between them and President Trump. You saw Ben Sass, the Republican senator from Nebraska, make some recent comments on this. John Cornyn, he used to be the number two Republican in the United States Senate. He's on the ballot for re-election right now. And Cornyn recently said in an editorial board meeting in Texas that he sort of approached the whole Trump disagreement in public thing, the way that a woman may think about getting married and that she's going to be able to change her husband. It was very awkward wording. And then he went on to say that in his experience, there have been times that he's disagreed with the president, but he chose to make those disagreements known in private, not in public, because when you try to make them in public, it doesn't go so well. Donald Trump is who he is and he isn't going to change. Now, Cornyn is saying that not because he wants to keep those disagreements private. He's saying it because he wants it known publicly now, 15 days before the election, where he's on the ballot, that he has disagreed with Trump. And so these signals from Republicans are all because of what you heard from Donald Trump this morning on that call to campaign staff. He's not focused on the economic rebound, on the country's recovery from pandemic. That's not where Donald Trump's message is right now, despite pleading from Republicans that it be there. So 
this is something to watch for the next two weeks. He's got one more debate, and he's got two weeks of rallies to go through here. If this is how he's closing out his argument for re-election, it's hard to see how he turns things around. Now here's what else matters today. Nancy Pelosi set a deadline on negotiations for an additional stimulus measure before the election. She says it has to be wrapped up and decided upon and agreed to in the next day, by the end of the day, Tuesday, tomorrow, if it is to have a chance of passing through Congress, getting the president's signature all before Election Day. Now, she said she's optimistic in a letter to her Democratic colleagues in the House. But Nancy Pelosi's optimistic about a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily mean a deal in the end will come. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, he also expressed a touch of optimism. I think the secretary uh, and I have have had a number of very fruitful discussions over the last several days uh, that give us a hope that uh, it, you know we might be able to reach some kind of an agreement in the next 48 hours. The reality is this. Everyone on all sides of this right now They want to be seen as working hard to get aid out the door to Americans who are in need. And yet, they don't really think that there is going to be able to be total agreement to a deal. So I look at some of these signs of optimism somewhat skeptically. Perhaps what's happening here is the framework of what may be a lame duck deal. Uh, Once the election is over, perhaps What these negotiations will provide at the moment is sort of a basic framework for what is attainable after the fact. But the idea that these negotiations have been going on for months and that Nancy Pelosi says it has to be done in 48 hours and that all of a sudden it's going to get done, it still seems like a high bar to me that they're going to be able to accomplish this. But as you hear from all the players right now, hope springs eternal. And finally today, more and more crazy amounts of early voting. I mean, we just haven't seen numbers like this. We knew in the coronavirus election that more Americans were going to cast their ballots early and by mail than we've ever seen before. And it is happening, folks. I mean, it is possible that right about now, 20% of the expected electorate has already voted. One out of every five voters in this presidential election has already cast their ballot. And we still have 15 days to go. So that's nationally. But then you look at a state like Florida, critical battleground state. Today is the first day of in-person early voting there in the Sunshine State. And what do we see there? 2.4 million votes have already been cast by mail in Florida. That is only 261,000 ballots shy of the entire vote-by-mail electorate in 2016. So you see that we still have 15 days to go, and Florida voters are already casting tons more mail ballots than they did in 2016. Of those 2.4 million ballots received in Florida so far, 30% are from registered Republicans, 49% are from Democrats, and 20% no party affiliation. Now remember, we know Democrats are more inclined to vote early and by mail this year than are Republicans. Republicans are more inclined to vote on Election Day. So as you look at all of these early vote numbers that are coming out of the battleground states, keep in mind, Democrats were expected to have big advantages in these numbers. The question is, is there enough enthusiasm on the Republican side to make up for these advantages on Election Day itself? That, of course, is not knowable right now. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.